We're going to begin with a question to start off our episode, and that question is, what piece of gear does your character really, really want? We'll start with Womber Bash. Piece of gear. Um, probably a, a larger pouch to collect mushrooms. Okay, so a mushroom bag. Yeah, mushroom bag, yeah. Okay. Uh, that would be called a mag or a, <laughs> or a mushroom. <laughs> that doesn't work at all. Yeah. I'd like to have a mag. <laughs> What's that? A mushroom bag. Duh. <laughs> Mush bag. No. <laughs> this is sounding worse and worse all the time. Yeah, it's, it's Can, getting we worse. We start talking about this before this sprouts out of control. Yes, which mushroom. it will quickly do. A bag for mushroom bag gathering. No. Bag <laughs> <laughs> I just want a house with a room for my bags. Yeah, exactly. Of mushrooms. Peter, what piece of gear does um, Peter really, really want? I don't really know. Um, I would probably probably a green book that's in better condition. Okay, yeah. So one of the things that we had talked about in a now lost episode of Creation Corner talking about Visham, we had mentioned that acolytes or clerics learning to become clerics of Visham transcribe the original green book or yeah, into their own personal copy. And so Peter has his own personal copy, but it was done when you were young, so I guess maybe a, a newer one. I would love to redo it. All right. I'd like to see it. <laughs> so when you do yours for real, um, share it with us. We'd love to see it. Now, uh, you, you would just want a, a nicer copy of the green book? Probably. Okay. Of course, I have to write it in myself. Yes. Right. That's all part of the learning process. That's why clerics do it. It's part of their education. Tira, what is Tira's wish list piece of gear with your extensive knowledge I of the know, player's I know, with all handbook? my knowledge of the gear that people can get in Dungeons Well, considering that she is an axe warrior, right. maybe something like that. The or, best I can think of right at this moment off the top of my head is just maybe some armor like Peter has or a helmet like a cool, I don't know, is that something that a dwarf would even do? Sure. Uh, now, remember... Because you're looking at me like, no. is that what you want? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. You're looking at me like, yeah, no, you don't want no, that. No, I, I was thinking though, because mm -hmm. of your barbarian class, mm -hmm. you have unarmored defense. So right. as long as you're not wearing armor, you get to add all those bonuses. But if it bumps you up above that anyway, then what does it matter? Right. So it's up to you. I know, like, like currently I'm doing fine without armor, but wouldn't armor make me even awesomer? Absolutely. Awesomer. <laughs> <laughs> A song. A summer. I'm awesome. Awesome. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Vardalon. Last time on Stack of Dice, we had a party. Tira, Womberbash, and Peter attended a celebration for their deliverance of the town of Arden. And there were good things and, let's say, interesting things that happened during the party. Uh, they 
got to say farewell to some lifelong friends. As they prepared to set out on a journey, there was also a little unpleasantness that resolved itself nicely. Uh, And then before, or as they bedded down, they shared a dream that revealed some interesting things. And it's hard to tell at this point what is dream and what is reality, but they had this shared dream between them that may have revealed some interesting things about their past. So before we begin, I'm going to do something I keep forgetting to do and ask, who's ready to tell a story? Yes. Me. Yes. Good. Was that the question? (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to play a game? Yes. (laughs) Excellent. You awaken in the morning and you all feel refreshed, rejuvenated, ready for setting out on the road. It is a sunny day. So already the sunlight is streaming through your window, which means it's probably about eight in the morning. I said first light. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Just kidding. It is six in the morning. So as the sun crests the mountains to the east of the town, you awaken to find that it's a good day for being out and about. So what are you going to do to prepare? I'll say, Tira, you're probably the first to awaken. Right. I wake up because you said that I I wake to feel the, the sunlight falling on my face. So I wake and are we, how much of the dream do I retain? Am I kind of grasping at it like you normally do when you wake up? Yes. Okay. So from maybe uh, before I even open my eyes, I might bring my hand up to my face on the side where the sun is hitting it, almost expecting to feel, you know, like, like I'm putting my hand on someone else's hand. I'm sorry. I'm I'm screwing my own mouth as I talk, which probably isn't terribly conducive to listeners. But so I bring my hand up to my face, almost expecting to feel a hand already there. And of course, all I feel is my own cheek in the sunlight. So maybe a moment of disappointment. Right. Before I open my, you know, and then I open my eyes. And as soon as my eyes open, that's when I kind of, it starts to rapidly dissolve. And I'm left with this sort of impression that had a dream and seemed like, you know, something, a memory was stirred, but it's, it's, it's drifting away pretty quickly. Right. And so then I just, oh, light and time to go. And so I get up and start gathering my things. Okay. I'll say that Womberbash, your room is next to Tira's, so you can hear her shifting around. Mm-hmm. You can hear her clumping around in her dwarf boots and right. uh, that wakens you from your sleep. Yeah. So I just, I get up and I, I'm trying to recall at least as much as I can in my head about what I, I've seen, but um, I'm quickly distracted by the fact that I'm hungry. <laughs> Really? Okay. And Peter, you also awaken about the same time? Awake, and I probably forget almost the entire dream. Okay. And I, I sit up kind of, I sit up in my bed, just kind of like, you know, like the kind of sit you do when you first wake up, and you just kind of sit there and stare at the wall or something. And then I shake myself out of it, and I get up and start going about okay. tent packing all and my stuff. You're up. going ahead and getting it all... All your stuff packed into your various bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're putting on your armor, in your case, Peter. Yes. And neither of you has armor, correct? No, Peter, I don't have any. Or Wamberbesh and Tira. So, yeah, you gather all your things. Everything is ready to go. You have your bags ready, and you can smell onions and potatoes, that smell drifting up from downstairs. There's bacon. Uh, it smells like a really good breakfast cooking down there. Right. And obviously, I, I change out of the habit back into my skins. Okay, what are you going to do with the habit? I, I'm just going to leave it on the floor. Okay. Um, 
I I do pull my hair back though into a ponytail. I kind of like how it's up out of my eyes, Mm -hmm. and so I I appreciated that when I had it on during the party last night. So I'm just gonna continue doing my hair like that. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be as nice as it was because I didn't brush it after getting up. I just kind of like drew it back and did the best ponytail because I've never done it before. So So you have some little flyaways going on back there. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you all end up on that landing outside your rooms at about the same time. Uh, and you're carrying all your gear with you, I'm assuming. So as you head down the stairs, you can see that already a table has been prepared for the three of you. And it's got plates of steaming food, and Matilda's standing there grinning up at you as you step out. And there is some mushroom casserole all right. on the yes. table. All right. I'm just going to head to the yes. table and... You know, I, I'm intent on this getting setting off as quickly as possible, so I'm just going to sit down and start eating the potatoes. Excellent. Okay. You see Tira just... Right down the stairs, and I'm assuming Wamberbash is... Not hard on my heels. Yes. Okay. All right. So you sit down, and it is filling. It is good. And it's everything you could hope for to start off the day. You're carving up. Carbonate. Time to carbo-load. <laughs> I follow... Um, see, seeing Wamberbash and Tira kind of sparks a little bit of the dream memory inside of me. And I just kind of follow them contemplatively... Okay. Now, I will say this. I, I'm going to say that you don't know that each of you knows this already. Mm-hmm. You know that the others were in your dream. but Right. But no indication that it was like a shared dream, just that right. I dreamed about the three of us. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. So if that happens to come up. Yeah, we're not going to be like, hey, so remember that dream we all had last night? Right. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Oh, what yeah. dream? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So you sit around the table and it's that nice golden spring morning the sunlight's just coming through the window and uh it's still dark in the room but that slant of light coming from the sun outside makes it feel like a fresh new day of anything can happen new possibilities it's a new world ahead of you all right and i'll say you finish yeah we should finish quickly guys because we need need to get started soon anything you want to discuss at the table maybe we should have one more look at that map i pull it out and unfurl it on the table. Yeah. So Tira, I'm assuming, sweeps the dishes to yeah, the edges kind of, of the table. Yeah, push it on the side since okay. we've finished eating. Hey, that star looks like it moved. What? Oh, yeah, it did. What star? The star wasn't here before. It was the, the one in the, south, the southeast. wasn't there when we first got it or when we last looked at it. You noticed that, right? What do you mean it wasn't there? This is a printed map. Of course it was there. No, no, no. It's... It's not in the right place. I'm going to look very closely at the star. Is it currently moving? It doesn't appear to be, no. How I'm could looking. it... Are you saying it wasn't on the map at all before, or oh, no. it was and it it's was, moved? It, it was there. It just wasn't at that spot. It was yeah, it over there. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Over where? What is he pointing to? Basically, Peter and Walmer Bash, you notice that it has moved maybe a half inch to the north of where it was. So what are, what are you pointing at when you're showing me where it used to be? Is that it a was, particular, is it a location or just open map space? It's just open map space. Okay. It was yeah, at the all, bottom all, more. Yeah. All it is is it's just an outline that we have. No okay. dots I didn't know if anything. maybe it was hovering over the mountain where we had just been, like, for example, and then now it's closer to the village. No. Okay. Oh, no, this is like south. This is like way closer to okay. the... To the southeast part of Edelin. I know that we're somewhere 
over here. And where point. he points is several inches northwest of where okay. that moving star is now. But that star is right there, the southeast. It's a bit farther north than it was yesterday. I'd say a quarter inch to half inch mm-hmm. difference from where it was. Hey, can you place your stone on top of the map? All right. If it is, if I place it on top of the map. Okay, it sits there and the color dissipates. I take is it back disappointedly. I take it back disappointedly. Nothing visually Nothing happened. happened, though. Maybe you guys are. Listen, we were both exhausted and coming down from a pretty intense battle high, I guess. Are you sure you didn't just imagine that it moved? It's a printed map. I How mean, could the, I don't remember the star being there. It's a chance. That's a possibility. But, well, let's go ahead and just remember it was right there. And we'll Maybe check. you should... We'll is there check. a way you can mark it? Put a... I'll just, like, pull out... Uh, Touch it with a piece of bacon. Leave a little grease spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stab it with my dagger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Take that map. <laughs> I no, do, I some, do. Somehow or other, you know, put a mark on it with a... Yeah, you can put a little... Uh, like a pencil mark or yeah. whatever they used. Yes. You can, you can mark it. Right, so I put a okay. little mark where the star is right now. We'll okay. check this in the evening okay. and the morning of tomorrow. Okay. But anyway, so we we are in Arden. We need to head towards Flenmore. So we're looking at the map. And I'm assuming there's a road that connects the two. Peter, you know there's a road. There's no roads or anything marked on this map. Okay. It's just the shell of the outline of the continent okay. and those four stars. Oh, okay. So there's no, there's nothing really useful to you on the map. Except for maybe the stars. It's like seeing it in a coloring book. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, this doesn't show the road. Would I know there's a road? Well, I mean, I, I our, the, yeah, uh, the dwarves Flynn go Moore there is to, where the dwarves go to, right, to their, trade right, their right. ore. So you know the well, road. Well, I mean, this map doesn't really show much as far as... I know there's a road that connects Arden to Flenmore, so let's just head towards the road. That'll be the quickest and most direct way of getting up there. And particularly since we don't have any animals, <laughs> let's not go through the woods or <laughs> tromping over, you know. I've got to walk. <laughs> well... My skins are going to fall apart. <laughs> are there any are there any like little hamlets or villages between Arden and Flenmore that I would know about, and I could suggest that maybe we'll come to? And no, no, okay. none, none that you know of. And okay, Peter, you know from your trip before that there was no real stopping point. Okay, it's just open moorland once you get out of the hills. Okay, so this is me not knowing anything about sure outdoorsiness. 75 miles is not necessarily a distance that a person could walk in one day, no, right? you're carrying the amount of gear that you are, right. you're going to average about 20 miles a day. Okay, Maybe 25. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm going to say 25. Okay. All right. So we have at least a three days journey ahead of us. I think we need to get started immediately. And hopefully, I, I know that... Roughly 20 miles away, there's a nice spot where we can stop for the night that's sheltered and, and is water. Um, we often stop there. The dwarves often stop there on a, when taking shipments of ore up to Flenmore. So we need to get moving quickly since we don't have the carts that we normally do. I just realized I'm going to be far away from home now at this point. We all will. Okay. But we'll be together. Yeah. 
All right, <laughs> Which doesn't necessarily comforting to Wombervash. <laughs> yeah, we'll be together. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're just gonna we're gonna take okay. off. Okay. All right, so you shoulder your gear. Yep. Thank uh, Matilda for the stuff. Yes, and... she's standing leaning in the kitchen doorway and she smiles and waves at you. Come Ooh. back soon. Yeah, should we like drop some coins or something on the table? That's or? up to you. Uh, you should have oh, at least a few available to you. If you want to leave a gold, that, that would be fine. Be? On second Next page. page. Oh, is it? Okay. I have 10. Yeah, if you leave one, that's going to be yeah. more than sufficient. Okay. Um, they're already, they've already been paid for the rooms, and that includes right. the board. Oh. But you're okay. going beyond to say yeah, thank you. Yeah, so. I mean, so I should, I'm going to drop one. That would be in keeping one. with your folk hero. Yeah, I'm going to drop one, so I'm going to change that to Excellent. nine. Yeah, drop one on the table. Why don't you take an inspiration for that? Oh, yay! Where do I put that? Uh, <laughs> right, there. Mark right there. Oh, yeah. okay. And that you only have one at a time. And basically yeah. it gives you a free 20-sided die roll, which you will need. No joke. My <laughs> 20-siders are terrible. <laughs> have you lectured your dice yet? No, okay. I will have to get on that. We'll see. I didn't have to use them at all last game. Yeah, that's why so, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> okay. I, I have, it, it is worth noting that while we've been playing, ooh, that one rolled. I I have all of them sitting <laughs> on the table with their highest number facing up oh, yeah, to get them used is. to the idea of landing on that spot. <laughs> this so. is where you want maybe, to be. Maybe they're so tired of being in that position that they just try anything else. As no. Thanes are all doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah right? Come on, kid. Okay. Uh, I right. think all of us are. <laughs> the Michaels are like that, too. Like Very that superstitious. <laughs> <laughs> all okay. Right. Yeah, so you step out into that bracing spring morning air, and it's just that freshness of the mountain. Uh, you have that. Uh, somebody has mown their grass recently with mm -hmm. a scythe, and so it has that sweet smell to it. Uh, it's just the perfect day for setting mm -hmm. out. So you step onto that road, and the grit of the road surface underneath your feet crunches, and it just feels like this is mm -hmm. where we need we to be. We are starting out, guys. So you guys, stop it! <laughs> Uh, My friends! <laughs> Tally who? Yeah. Yeah. It takes some work to get into a character, Sorry. doesn't it? No, that's fine. <laughs> well, you could be Maybe like, this is dwarf speak. Yeah, yeah hey guys. <laughs> I'm a Midwestern dwarf. <laughs> yeah, dad. Want some yeah, pie? dad. <laughs> See, the, yeah. the dwarven word is G U I Z, and it means friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Guys. Guys. <laughs> Use guys. So, that is now canon. Yeah, great. <laughs> These are my guys. Yeah, put that. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to put that in your little, what is it, the lexicon that yes, you're <laughs> Yes, Yeah, so uh, you know this already, I think. I, I made a Wamberbash words page in our wiki. Yeah. So as you create new words, which it's been a bit. It's been a while since yeah. you've invented a word. Here it comes. Brace yourselves. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, what, what about I, the mushroom bag? Yeah, the mag or the, the mushroom. Mag or the mushroom. <laughs> that was him calling it that. That, was <laughs> not, the bag that wasn't Womber Bag. Yeah. Or the mushroom okay, bag. Okay, anyway. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But we digress. We digress. You head off north out of Arden, and you follow the, the road, which is a nice, broad road at this point. It's well-maintained. The people of Arden realize that the, their ability to commute between Arden and Flinmore is their primary means of income and so they maintain the road as far as they can mm -hmm. and actually as you go through the hills they, they've made some cuts in the hills to make the path of the road easier and uh, it goes up to uh, I would say maybe a 50 foot elevation nothing terribly huge mm -hmm. especially considering the mountains to the east right. uh, but you get to a point where the river tempo 
picks up, it, it narrows, and as you go a little bit further, you come to a point where there's a, a grove of trees right where a hill drops off sharply, and you can hear the crashing sound of a waterfall in the distance ahead. And so you know that, Peter, this is the cascades that mark the line. It's an invisible line where the moor wash, which is what the river is called north of this point, is. And then down below, it's the Arden River. You come to this point where the cascades are just to your left. So there's that mist in the air from the water splashing mm-hmm. out. And it's just it feels refreshing after, yeah, how long have we been walking I'd say about point? an hour at this okay. point. Uh, you've covered about four miles. Are we there yet? <laughs> you know better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you get to this point, and you can see that the boundary marker is a tall stone tall. It's about four feet tall. Uh, broader at the bottom and rounded at top, kind of like a min here from the Asterix comics that Obelix would carry So over. it's tall I was going to say, like an obelisk? So, so, yeah. so obelisk? It's, it's, it's tall for Tiro. And <sighs> carved into the side of this stone, how... <laughs> Pass that on by. <laughs> Carved into the side of this stone is the stag's head as a marker that this is the limit of Arden. Oh. Now, I never went with them. Correct. Okay, so yeah. this is as far away as I've really gone. What, it's kind of like that moment in yeah. The Lord of the Rings where... It, yeah, if, if I, I take one a, step further, I will be farther from home. Oh, that was so yeah. sad. Yeah. It was so cute. So for you, this is yeah. definitely the case. I'm okay. gonna take a selfie with the. There's gonna be some kind, of, some kind of image capturing device on this right. star stone. He gets out his paper. He's like, <laughs> it's like he draws. We have invented selfies. Yeah. Okay. Guys, uh, so selfies. I don't know. If, I, I don't think I'm gonna say anything, but I might. As I, as I kind of walk by, stop, and then I put my hand on the face of the stag and just kind of let it slide off and then and then continue walk on. It's cool under your hand. Yeah. Anything else, any moments of reflection, you're just ready to press on. Well, yeah. Bash, you've long ago left your zone of comfort. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You make your way past, and the road continues to the north. And after about another 30 minutes of, uh, I'll say, a gentle incline, uh, you come to a crest on this line of hills. And as you look down, you can see below, they drop off into the moorland. And from here, you can tell it's not a place that you would want to spend a lot of time in. It's not to your eyes necessarily beautiful. There are uh, bits of stone, jagged stone, piercing up through the ground. There are depressions all across the landscape where water has filled in. Uh, and so it's there's a lot of bracken and a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't find gray. that beautiful. You might. Okay. Tara. That, that's entirely would, up yeah. to you. So a lot of bracken, a lot of um, uh, standing water, the grays and browns, and even some greens mixed in. So See, that to me, I'm thinking, you know, you, you talk about sharp rock sticking up, and it's moistered at moist. That's a it is. Word. Uh, and there's quite a bit of moisture down there. I mean, that's, that sounds like. Being underground and okay. in the mine, so okay, great. So Tira, Tira digs it. I'm okay. Womberbash, you're used to the the that feeling of being closed in, almost embraced mm-hmm. by the forest around you. So maybe I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is good. Really? <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Peter might think it's kind of icky, though. <laughs> well, actually, I will tell you this: uh, from time to time, you and the the physic would come up here to gather some of your ingredients. So this is not at all foreign to you. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. But still. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you make your way down the hill Mm -hmm. and set off across the moor road. And as you go, uh, I'll say another couple of hours, and then it's about time for you to stop for a lunch break if you okay. if you want to take that moment to rest. This seems like as good a place as any for us to stop and, and just have some food before we continue on. There is a large slab of somewhat flat rock okay. on the left side of the road that you can use as a sitting place. Right. Yeah, let's, just, let's have a seat here. And um, I almost said guys again. Uh, <laughs> Guys. Guys. Uh, I'll go ahead and break out some of my rations. Okay. Remember, you have the more perishable foods that were leftovers from the party. Right. So I may grab some of the bread and cheese because that's going to get stale and icky for, and oily or whatever. Yeah. And the sausage, too. Is that perishable? I mean, that... Yeah. Okay. It's already been cooked. Oh, okay. So, yeah, between those three things, you, you actually have quite a substantial lunch uh, mm-hmm. that you're able to spread out. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to bring up, if this is a point where I would want to bring up the dream That's up that to you I had. Too. You are the forthright one of the bunch. I am. Um, so we're sitting down and getting out something to eat. I feel like, I don't know. I, I kind of remember having something of a strange dream last night, but so much of it is slipping away. It seems to me like you guys were there. It, it makes sense though, because since I was, my head was full of our journey today, but I woke up this morning and it was like, it was like somebody was in the room with me when I woke up, but you know. You, you had a dream about the rest of us? I think so. I think we were, the two of you were there. That's odd because I had a dream about the, you guys as well. Us guys. <laughs> us guys. <laughs> Womberbash? I had a dream of Yuns as well. <laughs> we were talking about yens today. Yens. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you That's not an Ohio thing, though. It yeah. is. Oh, is it really? Yens? It is. Yeah. Yens, yens. Ohio for sure, Missouri for sure. So it's kind of that yeah. arc there. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway, want to say that again? Yeah, I, I, I had a dream with you guys in it as well. What kind of a dream? What, was, what happened in yours? I was in this big place and like I was standing it was sort of like you guys were in front of me but like you guys were far away and like there was like a light at my feet there was a light yeah and and then I saw something like a darkness hovering around me and I saw my dad and my mom. And then I saw myself as a kid. And and I don't know, it was a lot. It was a lot. But I could see you guys, but you were like f- hundreds of feet away or something. Like you were like far away. Wait, wait. I remember there was a light. And, and there was darkness in my dream too. And wait, Peter, I can remember now, I can remember, it seemed like you were standing on a hill, and Womberbash... Don't talk about my mom like that. I, what? 
Nothing. Uh, nothing. Go ahead. I, I was listening to the story. You were... I, I don't remember. There was a... There was a tree? There was a tree. Yeah, there was a tree. I had a tree in mine. I, I, what? It was like inside... Uh, inside I went into the tree. But I also saw a hut. Oh, oh, and then there was this rock and it like it it was shattered it it shattered and like a a a piece of it went inside me i remember a rock shattering what what kind of what what did it look like it was glowing a star stone wait a second i have a star a scar what right here and I pull up my oh, no. my skins, and I have no loincloth. Of course you don't. <laughs> but I'm showing you my scar, right, sort of in my chest, right here. It's oh, like don't. right here. You see it? This is where, it, this is where it went in me. But like I was younger, I was small when it happened. Have you, you always? You see a, a livid scar, right where he's pointing. Uh, it's about, I'll say, a half inch long, and it's it, it's obviously been healed over for quite mm-hmm. some time. I was gonna say, have you? Have you always had that scar? Yeah, now that I think about it for as long as I can remember, I don't really take many showers and observe it, but like... I don't think showers were a thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't wash myself very often, <laughs> but I think it's been always been there as long as I know. Okay, wait, wait. Peter, how long have you been at the chapel? A whole life. Your whole life? You don't remember going there? Never. Stop for a second. Did did I see theirs as well? Everybody I, saw everyone so everybody, else's. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. But it's like you were. It's almost like virtual reality where okay. uh-huh. you saw it from your perspective. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah. I I saw. I saw somebody carrying, a baby into a, a chapel. Wait a second. It's almost like the one. It's almost like the one at the at the the, the town. Wait. That's what I saw. Did we all see the same thing? I, I don't really remember much about the dream. Who these people look like that carried this child to the it chapel? Was a, it was a man and a woman. I just I know the woman was yes. very pale. Wait a minute. I remember the guy. The guy... Wait. I don't know. It's starting to get fuzzy now. <sighs> okay. Tira? Yes. Do you remember any of it at all? I don't, I don't remember anything about the man other than that he and the woman walked together. They walked together. Hang on a second. And they went up. Wait. wait. Are you remembering it? Peter, what do you remember? Oh he, he was, he was, the, the, the man, he was, he was wearing this, he was wearing this armor. He was wearing this scale armor. What? Yeah. <sighs> okay, all he, right. He had, he had my shield on his back exactly the way I have it, and the, the, the crossbow... Just pipe down. I don't feel like talking right now. Okay. Well, we're just trying to understand no, no, what I'm we all saw. No, yeah, me too. Just, I'm sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Um, and uh, the crossbow's on my hip, just like he had it. Well, maybe he was 
Well, no, that can't be true. I was going to say maybe he is meant to represent you, but I saw you on the hill. But then, okay, did either of you see me in your dreams? Flies are settling on your food, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought we had been oh, kind of eating. And okay, we so, kind of, okay. It's kind of like after we were sort of eating. I, I was and just playing around. <laughs> <laughs> this deep Flies discussion. Are, so yeah, no kidding. Like, one kinda, bite of food. It's kind of fuzzy. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like, were you being crushed by rocks or something? I was, I was in our delve before it, no, as it was collapsing, there was dust everywhere. I mean, so I guess we all had the same dream. There's no way we could remember all these pieces and know what we're talking about. I just don't know what it means. But wait, there was something else, something in, in, in each of the different, each of the different parts of the dream, mine and yours, Bash, and yours, Tira, there was darkness. Darkness. Dark, dark. I remember that. And it had... It had arms. It had hands. And teeth. And eyes. One black and one white. I, I don't understand. I don't understand what's happened here. Now that, now that I think about it, my father was there, and he's been such a pain. Wait, he's been such a pain? No, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say he was a pain. I apologize if I sound brunt, but who have you been talking to this whole time? I'm sorry? You've been talking... Ever since we met you, since day one, you've been chatting with... Somebody, you, you'll just say something that I've been chatting with all of you. Yeah, well, you've well, yeah, you've been talking with us, but then you'll say something <laughs> to yourself, and and we'll ask you about who it is, but then you'll say nothing. And who are you talking to? I'm sorry, I don't understand. Bash, are you aware that sometimes, even just as we've been talking about this dream that we all had, you'll say something, and it doesn't seem to be related to what we're talking about, and then when we ask you about it. You say, no, just go ahead. Like earlier when Peter was saying something that he remembered and you said something about not wanting to talk about it anymore. I thought you meant us, but I apologized. And you said, no, I wasn't talking to you. I. You do that all the time. I sometimes hear voices. Just since the battle? No. Since you got the stone? No. I always hear this voice. But what about the darkness? It was horrible. It made all the bad things happen that were happening in the dream. But I don't know what it is. But I remember the eyes, too. I remember there being a white one and a dark one. Actually, wait a minute. I remember it. I remember it at every one in every one of our scenarios. Like I remember it with Peter, and I remember it. It was at yours. reaching for the man. It was reaching for the man in the scale armor. That's right. And then it and then it it almost got him, but then he closed the the door, and then closed the door. Yes. And then and then it was it 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 rushed into the 
the the hut, right? No, mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't see that. No, no the woman ran. The woman ran and to the hut. To the hut, and then. Wait a second. We're gonna have to re-listen to this to get all the details. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably get going so that we can like get somewhere because we're gonna take yeah. this whole episode. Yeah, up how, how long have we been sitting here? Sorry. That's fine. You, you take your time. Right? As long as you want to take. This is your game. Yeah, I don't know. Peter suddenly realizes we need to get moving. Let's talk about this. This that long. Sorry, everybody. Like, we've already, like all the listeners are like, we've already ch- talked this whole thing through. Just get moving. Yeah. Sorry. But then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like any dream discussion. It's just going to yeah. go as long as you want it to go. Right. Well, my all head right. hurts anyway. Your heart f- hurts. My head hurts. Oh, <laughs> my heart I just hurts. Wanna my eat. heart hurts. How much longer do we have? How long have we gone? You have, you've covered about 15 miles. Oh, goodness. So I'm going to say, well, let's see. You've been going for about two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And you have covered... An average of four miles an hour, so that's that's like 10. ten miles. Yeah, you have another fifteen to go if you but want to cover twenty five <clears throat> for today. Yeah, we should get. And going. We need to get up and, and keep moving. We can keep talking about this as we go, I suppose, but we need to get back on the road. You've been here about an hour. Okay. Wait, what was that? I hear that. Did you hear that? Wait, what did you what? hear? What? What did you hear? I hear mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and look, there's a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So warp zone. All right. right sorry about that, more. folks. We will we'll continue on. <laughs> okay. So you pack up all your things, brush the crumbs onto the ground, and already you can see birds circling mm-hmm. in the distance, waiting for you to leave, so they can come down and scavenge the remnants of your little feast. Mm-hmm. You hit the road, heading north again, and the day passes uneventfully. The uh, you know, the road is very straight here. The terrain is fairly flat. And so it's really not difficult to see where you're going. You can't really make out much in the distance. You're hope you're straining your eyes maybe for a glimpse of those walls of Flynnmore somewhere in the distance, but mm-hmm. you're still a good 50 plus miles mm-hmm. away. Are there any other people on the road at any point? Uh, you see no sign of traffic. You do see signs of traffic having passed through Fairly recently, of course, the, right. the the ore shipment came through. So you just, do it's see just the, ahead of us, basically. You do see the deep ruts uh, of the heavy iron shod wheels as they have passed through here, and it is springtime, so rains do sweep through from time to time. But I'll say that there's no traffic on the road, so it's really just the mm-hmm. three of you tramping through, uh, staying to the middle of the road because it's like any dirt road; it mounds toward the middle mm-hmm. and then it rut the ruts or what hold on to that spring rainfall water so mm-hmm. it's pretty icky there yeah all right so you make your way on yeah and i'll say you cover the last 15 miles at a more leisurely pace and basically by the time it's getting toward evening you have covered that 15 extra miles and even though you could continue to go 25 miles is a lot carrying mm-hmm. a full suit of armor yeah. carrying enough to sustain you it's you're ready for a rest. Okay. So you find a likely we get to spot. That pot, we get to that spot that I was talking about earlier. Okay, that, yeah. That there, <laughs> there is a place where I'll say uh, like a rudimentary well has been sunk. It doesn't mm-hmm. take much digging down to cause water to seep. Sure. And so this is a bowl that has been lined with stone. And it's it looks, you can see the bottom, so it doesn't look like it's tainted water in any way. And uh, there is a spot off to the left side of the road, the west side of the road, that is conducive to setting up a place to rest for the evening. Okay. 
shelter of trees or something. I don't know. Yeah, there are no trees out here. It's pretty scraggly brush that grows okay. up. All right. So <laughs> I say we just set up camp. I mean, we set up camp and then continue talking about the dream, which no one's going to want to listen to us continuing to talk no, about fine. the dream for you, half an hour. You don't have to talk about the dream. Um, we, we can just do regular camp activity, you know, yeah. you're just setting things up. Yeah. I suddenly remember the map, so I pulled that out. Okay. So uh, I, I'll say this you stop at about five o'clock ish. Yeah, four. I'm trying to do my head math here. Mm hmm. We'll say about four. You stop at about four, and even though it's still light out, you can see that the sun is already westering, and so the shadows are starting to lengthen to the east as mm -hmm. you begin to see the darkness in the sky. You are basically doing your camp activity, so uh, rolling out bed rolls, which mm -hmm. should be a part of your inventory if you've gone with that. I think you just have your skins that you're yeah, going to yeah, sleep on. Uh, anything else that you want to do? food preparation. You still have plenty of leftovers from the feast. Right. I may, I'm uh, refilling my water skin okay. in the I'm bowl there. To set up a fire and uh, nuke some of those sausages. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, too bad you don't have a frying pan. Yeah. Too well, bad my I iron should... pot's gone. <laughs> yeah. So I can... Oh yeah. After I conked Peter in the head. Thanks mom. Tira. Thanks Tira. <laughs> And he's going to get the map out and look at it again. As you're resting, you can feel the weariness radiating from your legs, from your shoulders, from the mm -hmm. weight you've been carrying. Even though you are all active people, you're used to outdoor, hard living. This kind of activity is different. And so it weighs on you and you are more than happy to stretch yourself out <laughs> at yeah. the end of the day and feel roll, that. Do a communal shoulder roll. And... Massage train. Yes. <laughs> uh, so you are doing that. And as the evening light darkens in the east uh, you begin to see a strange glow and peter you're familiar with this but uh the lichen that grows on the rocks out here mm. is called stone beard <laughs> and it as the night comes there's almost this greenish white glow that emanates from the ground and that that's okay it's it's a little unsettling at first before peter explains to you what it is but what's even more unsettling is that as the warmth of the day begins to radiate from the ground and the coolness of the mountain air coming from the east sweeps down, a fog begins to form. And so now you have this thick fog mm -hmm. that's going across the entire moorland and that greenish whitish glow coming from underneath really underlights the fog and gives it an eerie feeling. Mm. And the, the fog dampness gets down inside your clothes. Mm. Even the warmth of the fire only dries you out up front mm -hmm. on your back. You can feel yeah. it trickling down. I know we spent a lot of time already talking about this, but does this, this light and this fog, it's just, it's just reminding me of that dream because it seemed like the light was coming from underneath. Did it seem like that to you guys? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it was at my feet. It was at my feet. I yeah. I know what all it meant though. Well, Sorry, I I just have a feeling that those images are going to be with me for a while, and hopefully we'll figure out what they meant. But go ahead and get the map out, Peter. Let's see. Ooh, let's check the dot. Check yeah. the spot that you marked. Yeah. So I pull out my map, and I look. When we were at the Great Stack, I made sure to put the mark precisely in the middle of the star. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I take a look at that. You pull out the map, and the star has not moved. 
Hmm. Maybe you guys must have imagined that. It, it clearly hasn't moved, Peter. I saw it move. You I mean, saw I, it I, move? I didn't see it move. I just know it was somewhere else. And no one can tell me differently. <laughs> <laughs> it's what they don't want you to know. Yeah. Okay. I, I, th- I, think, I think you must have imagined it. I mean... Occam's razor. What's Occam's razor? The simplest possible explanation. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I guess we're just going to bed. I mean, just going to bed down. Okay. Go, so well, it's only four in the afternoon, though. No, we, we've I'm going time. to bed now. Oh, okay. I'm like, <laughs> when you stopped at four, it was still light out. Oh, now I see. Yeah, I see. And now the fog and all that stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Who's going to watch while I sleep? Oh, yeah. We should arrange a watch. <laughs> we should arrange a watch. I'll go first. All right, Peter. <laughs> I'm going first. I'm going first. I'm with coming you. with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going first. And Terry, you can watch while I sleep. After, after Peter, watch you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sleep unless you're watching me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Peter, you're you're gonna volunteer to take the first watch. Yes. All right. Well, I'm just gonna curl up. Okay. Go to sleep. You get to experience firsthand dwarven snoring. Yeah. Oh, it shakes the, the mountains, babies. <laughs> Tira falls asleep very quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, it's been a wearing day on each of you. Peter, you take the first. How long do you want to make your watch? Mm, two hours. And say it's one. <laughs> <laughs> or no, say it's three. I've been up for three whole hours here. Yeah. And who's, who's going to tell me otherwise? You take two hours, and it, what's interesting to you is that from time to time, out in the fog, it severely limits your ability to see great distances. I also have my hand crossbow loaded okay. and in hand. So you have it ready to go. Uh, you hear every now and then almost like the clack of a stone shifting, and every now and then one of those will tumble down into a pool of water, and you'll hear a bloop. Wow, that was a really good sound. (laughs) And then silence. But it's it's hard to tell because of the nature of the fog. It seems like sounds that could be a mile away are very close. You're basically on edge the entire time. (laughs) But I'll say that after that first two hours, nothing seems to have loomed at you out of the fog, and so you are free to pick the next in line. Tara. Peter, is, is it my turn to watch? Yep, three hours. <laughs> just like I did, just now. Yeah, <laughs> just like my The only thing that I've been it? doing this whole time. Yeah. All right, um, did you see or hear anything while you were watching? Well, the occasional shifting, but nothing real. Okay. All right, go get some sleep. I'd be safe. <laughs> okay. All right, and I... Uh, take my post wherever he was just sitting. Okay. And uh, maybe, I don't know if I pull my axe out. So I just, uh, maybe just sit down with my hand on the axe and I'm just ready with my dwarf vision. Okay, Can I see fig- better? No, fog is fog. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's going to limit everyone's vision. Okay. Now, are you facing the fire or are you facing away from the fire? How, I'm going to face you? away from the fire because okay. nothing's going to come from the fire. It's going to come from outside our circle. Okay. 
I'll say you are sitting there basically just straining it and you hear mm-hmm. some of that shifting that Peter was talking about from time to time, but you're really straining your eyes to see anything, mm-hmm. any movement in the dark. And every now and then you think maybe there's movement, but then it just appears that it's the fog shifting okay. against itself. Sometimes there seems to be layers of fog okay. and uh, it's like a curtain will pull back and you'll see just more fog beyond, but it's All enough right. to pull at your eyes. All right. And so you're, it, it's tiring. It's Almost as tiring as your day on the road. Okay, this, this maybe time. I get up and make a walk a circuit around Excellent. us. Okay, all right. So yeah, you make a circuit, and after doing that for maybe every twenty minutes or so, you begin to hear something out across the moor. I, uh, I get up immediately. Is that a person screaming? It's Snickers. From, from That's what you hear. So what I'm going to do is I have a... Um, I'm gonna, uh, it's here. What was that? What? I'm also sitting I heard. I heard an animal or... I, I couldn't tell if it was an animal or a person, but something's clearly happening. I'm going to um, take... Uh, I have a, a pack that I have um, about 10 torches in. So I'm going to okay. take um, four of them. Actually, I'm going to take five of them. I'm going to light them and walk about 20 feet away from the... Um, uh, the, the fire, and I'm going to uh, s- s- put them in sort of star points, basically. Okay. So it's surrounding the entire campfire, okay. just to at least give us about a 20-foot radius of sight. Yeah. Now, do you have inspiration, Womberbash? Why don't you go ahead and take that if you don't already have it? And remember, you can use inspiration to replace any 20-sided die roll. Yeah, and, yeah, then, um, and then, I don't know about you guys, but I was getting tore up by some type of a bug or something like that. So I'm going to go to some area where there's water and stuff and get some of the mud and spread it all over my arms and my legs. Okay. Um, I think I pulled my axe out now when I heard that noise. I was, I was sleeping. And looking in the cross. direction that, that, you know, that seems to have no. come from. I was sleeping next to my crossbow. Kind okay. Of like... Yeah. Now that you are all awake... You hear that shifting sound, and you can hear snuffling, and it's very close. Regardless of the fog's presence, it's very close. And Tira, I'll say that you're the best position for this because of your eyesight. You see what looks like a dark shape hunched and moving awkwardly north of your camp. And Womberbash, almost prickling on your back, you turn around and see another similar shape to the south side. Is it? Are they encircling us or are they coming towards us? It looks us? like they are encircling. It's like they're moving just outside the perimeter of the yeah. firelight. And in fact, the fire does actually intensify the fog beyond. So oh, nice. it's, it's moving and it's very unsettling. You can hear that <laughs> as it's moving around. All right, what I'm going to do is I'm yeah. going to uh, take one of my other torches, so that'll be, like, number six. I'm going to light the, the fire and have one of the torches in my left hand because I am right-hand dominant. And um, I'm going to have my, my dagger in my right hand. Okay. Does it make sense and for And I'm going to move closer to the fire with my back toward okay. the fire and just looking out. I was going to say, does it make sense for us to be lighting all these torches when <laughs> there's these monsters that we might not want? As Womberbash to moves do. to light the torch... You hear, you feel rather than hear, uh, Tira, something leap from the fog right toward you. Oh, nice. 
All right, so finally I'm, a fight. It, I, I kind of feel it like it's on my back, like but from behind me. It's that. It's a like a warrior sense. Yeah, yeah. So I whirl around, axe in hand, and okay, you whirl maybe around even, just in time for something to crash into you hard. <laughs> and let me find this real quick. Does a seventeen hit you? I don't know. Yes. Six. Yeah, 16 is my class, yeah. armor class. You are hit as something ferocious <gasps> leaps into you. You take seven points of damage. Dude. And you are knocked prone with something large and muscular on top of you. Good night. And it is, you, you feel its hot breath and you feel the dripping of saliva on yeah. you. Womberbash, you are still at the fire. Peter, you see... It looks like all teeth and claws leap from the fog right into Tira. And I'm going to say that this is going to be... That was a surprise attack round. We're going to go ahead and roll for initiative. Okay. Seven. Four. This is terrible. I know. We stink. Not me. Thirteen. Peter, like I said, you see this... It's hard to make out exactly what it is. You're taking in so much all at once, but it looks like just a, a mass of muscle and tooth and claw, and it lands on top of her, and it takes you a full three seconds as, as she's being attacked to realize this is a large mountain lion. Oh. It has crashed down on top of her, and that was an actual mountain lion cry that I played for you. Man, it sounds sound like a person. Sounds like a woman screaming. It that, did. That's it was exactly really, really unsettling. You have your first attack. All right, so I see this thing on top of Tira, and so with my crossbow in hand, I'm just gonna raise it and just send that sucker bolt right into his shoulder. Go for it. Seventeen. That is a hit. With three whole points of damage. What did I tell you, stupid dying? <laughs> Being quite honest with you, that wasn't really a roll. I just kind of <laughs> dropped it. Mm-hmm. Next is the mountain lion. It's already on top of you, yeah. so it's going to swipe at you with its claws. And it's in an awkward position, so I rolled a six, and... Its bonus is not going to get to your armor class. So it's scrabbling mm-hmm. and you're twisting underneath it to the point where it just isn't making purchase on you. Okay. So you've escaped damage this round. All right. Next is Tira. Yeah. All right. So, am I, I mean, it's on me. Am I able to get my axe? It's right on my body, though. It is. It's right on top of you. So the best you can do is perhaps grapple with it and try okay. and put some distance between you to give you room to swing that axe yeah i mean the only other two things i have a javelin but again how am i going to pull that out and and like shove it through its belly right, or something like right. that so it's the too javelin close. is behind you right and i'll say that you do have the fire next to you oh i'm i'm, I'm right by the campfire so yes. can i get an arm out and try and grab a log to you can like, you can reach for it or or you can try and roll the thing toward the fire okay either way hmm how big how big is it in comparison to me? Like it's, twice my size or it's about as heavy as you are and okay. it's about five feet long. So it's probably a bit longer than yeah, you are. Yeah, it's almost tall. a foot longer. And again, it's 
nothing but solid muscle. All right. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to roll with that thing. So well, that's what a strength check is for. Why don't you oh, okay. roll a strength, strength check? check? See, I don't think to do these things. And which one? That's right. Is you that? just tell me what you want to is do. Is that we'll 20 again? Yes. Everything's 20. Strength check. <gasps> Natural 20. You. <laughs> I throw it off of me. <laughs> <laughs> Bench press that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> it just like sends it around to orbit. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> so you, you, you grab it uh-huh. and you roll toward the fire. Uh-huh. And immediately there's this sen- the stench of singed hair. And the thing screams again. That same skin crawling yeah. scream. <laughs> and it rolls. It's trying to roll away from you. Of course, that puts it more into the fire. So it rolls right across the campfire. And gets up and go ahead and roll a 1d4 and let's add, I'll say add two to whatever you roll. Five. That's damage that it takes from the fire as it goes. It rolls Mm -hmm. to its feet and it regards you with those same baleful green eyes that you have when you're trying to see in the dark. Okay. And the fire has now been scattered. So there's ash everywhere. It's it's glowing embers Mm -hmm. and the fire is out, but you still have the torch light around you so you can still see. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. Yeah. Womberbash, it is your turn. Okay, I'm going to uh, spend uh, two psi points uh-huh. to uh, evoke uh, bestial claws. Okay. And as a bonus action, I will do bestial transformation. Okay. Um, so what I'm going to do is, um, obviously I've manifested some claws, but also um, I'm going through like a, I'm, I'm gripping, I go and grip my my stone. Okay. And, uh, and basically I'm going to start to transform. Like, so my, 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 back pops again and my bones are starting to pop but this time i'm taking on more of like a, a lion okay uh, so a you're mountain using lion what you've form. just seen but yeah right. to, to to manifest my my thinking is, is because mountain lions are not usually as big as humans so i'm going to be in some form of a, of a mountain lion but i'm going to be a much larger i'm kind of hoping to like be like a dominant sort of like a, like an alpha type and i'm going to i'm going to roar Okay, first of all, to establish dominance. Um, she's she's out of danger, so to speak, at this point, correct? Yes, she has managed. I'll say for your move, you also managed to get up since okay. you rolled a 20. Right. By the way, that was your first natural 20, I think. No, uh, no, it wasn't. No, but, but you, they're if, few and if, far in, between. In an important situation, it probably yes. is. I've had natural 20s when I was trying to convince my dad to bring the doors, but right, who cares right. about that? Yeah. Congratulations, Tara. Yeah. Yay. Okay. And so, and so oh, as wait. I do that, I'm, I'm going to scratch at the ground and just... You know, put you know, thump mm-hmm. down my, my leg when I do the roar to just to try to establish like an alpha type. Gotcha. Dominance. Okay. And is that all you're doing? Yeah. Okay. So that that was a bonus action to transform, but then you're using your action to establish dominance. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Good. Back to Peter. So you said there are two shapes. That means there's mm-hmm. one still in the fog. Nice. All right. So um, I'm going to just holster my crossbow. I'm gonna pull out my mace. I'm just gonna charge the Beast kind of leaping over the fire to just thwack him. Okay. Bad kitty. That's a 14. That's a 18 total. That's a hit. Really? <laughs> Better be. Dealing a whopping five points of damage. You bring your mace down and it strikes the side, the ribs of the cat, and it screams with pain and it turns its gaze from Tira to now regard you. Hmm. And its tail is just flicking back and forth. You can see that it's gathering itself for a pounce. And it pounces. Yeah, I was going to say, and... Go. 
and it's not the pounce that is listed here in the notes because that's that requires movement of 20 feet but it is going to lunge at you and try and snap at you with those razor sharp teeth rolls a 19 that's going to hit oh man uh oh the okay. teeth sink into a weak spot probably below the sleeve of your armor <laughs> your face is your weak spot yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it latches onto let's say your your thigh just below where your coat of mail ends yeah. it latches in ow bad snickers <laughs> For three points of damage. <laughs> so it's more of a grazing oh. wound, but it, it, it's enough to wake you up and make you realize this is not a joke. Yeah. Okay, so I, that's it for the oh, line. Oh, I'm sorry. The second shape does pounce in from... And it sees you as the threat, Wamberbash. So it's coming in and it's attacking you from behind. I'm assuming you were facing toward the second... Or the, the cat that was already in. So it's coming in, moving at a very high rate of speed. It's going to do a claw attack. It misses. So you see this ball of fur just come sailing in. It's snarling, and, and you can feel the hot breath also. It rolls with advantage. Does a 15 hit you? Uh, yes, it does. Okay. It is going to do the claw damage. For four points of damage, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh, wow. And there's a DC 13 strength saving throw, so go ahead and roll your 20 and add any bonuses you get to that. Uh, 21. Okay. You manage to stay on your feet. It surprises you coming at you from behind as it does, but you know it was trying to pull you down. It's trying to hook you with those curved claws and bring you down to the ground, but you managed to evade that. Maybe your animal senses have helped you to avoid that. That is it for me. It is Tira's turn. All right, so I now... The new lion is engaged with Wamberbash, yes. so I'm going to continue to keep my... And seeing as how Wamberbash now is a lion, I guess I'm thinking that he's got that under <laughs> control. I'm going to continue with the one that had tackled me and is now on Peter. Um, so I'm free of him. Um, ooh, maybe can I do a reckless attack? You certainly can. I always, I always jumped straight to the rage and thought, you know, maybe I should change it up a bit here, so... I'm going to... How far away from me is it now? I, I'm going to say it's within a move from you. Right. Uh, it's about 10 feet away from you. Mm. So you can move, attack, yeah. and if you want to, you can move again. Okay. What, what do you have in mind? I was thinking of getting my javelin out, okay. even though axe is like my primary thing. But if I'm, I'm going with a reckless attack... I'm just thinking of, like, am I just going to grab it and be like, and then try and turn my attention to the other one, but no. With Reckless Attack, you'll get advantage on your attack. Right. But they'll get advantage against you. Right. Now, you you do have some standoff distance, and uh, like I said, the lion that's injured has turned its attention to Peter. Right. So chances are it's going to attack him. In fact, yeah. It already has attacked him. It already has attacked him. So it, it will probably continue to... Unless you do some severe damage to it. Okay. So you may not be exposing yourself to a follow-on attack with advantage for the lion. So, so what, I'm saying is, is- what I'm saying <laughs> is that you can attack recklessly with your javelin, maybe mm-hmm. doing like this full body throw. Yeah, I'm going to try and pin And you're it just to the committing yourself to it. Yeah. Uh, so you can certainly do that. Yeah, I'll try that. The axe has seen lots of... 
All right, so you're going to go for that full body throw yes. of the javelin yeah. from 10 feet away. Yes. Try so. to splat them. <laughs> so I'm doing no. Yes, with advantage. Two 20s. <sighs> so I have a 9 and a 12. Um, plus. Plus. Oh, Hit 4. Your, yes. Okay, so that would be 16 then if I'm going with this 16 one. 16 is a hit. Okay. And then this. Yes. Six points. Wow, that's a good, good shot. Your javelin cuts through the air and hits the cat right across the back. There's a furrow across its back, and you can see it immediately well up with blood. And the cat screams with pain, but that's, it's not dead. And doesn't turn its attention to me. It it stays on Peter. You not you don't tell me that yet. I don't. Blast. Wombo right. Bash, it is your turn. Okay. So um, obviously my be- my bestial form um, transformation lasts an hour. So I'm I'm in that constant state. Um, I'm going to spend another two side points, um, and I'm going to take on tough hide, which means my skin my skin becomes as tough as leather. I gain two extra uh, or to, to my armor class. Yes. I'm going to, first I'm going to uh, like snort and then I'm going to roar again. And then I'm going to pounce on top of this cat and bite into it with, my, say, with my teeth. I'll say that your tough hide transformation turns your skin almost like, like a patchwork of welts and scars. And so it forms a protective covering Excellent. underneath the fur. Okay. And then you go ahead and Yeah, attack. and so I'm going to uh, pounce on top of him, hopefully here. That's going to be a 13. That's a hit. Okay. And it's a uh, 1d10. Yeah. Eight. That is it. Back to Peter. You are now facing a cat that has drawn your blood. Hmm. I'm just going to raise my mace strike again. Okay. It's right there in front of you. Do you have inspiration? Yes, I do. And now I don't. What did you roll? (laughs) Two. Two. Okay. And there I we go. <laughs> That's better. I rolled a 19 plus 4, so that is a 23. That is a hit. For 7 points of damage. You hear a nasty crunching sound as you bring the mace down on the mountain lion's head. Oh, is he dead? The skull caves in and it drops to the ground. Ooh. It is dead. The tail twitches a couple more times and then it, the cat just goes quiet. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was attacking you. And me. Okay. The cat senses, the one that you're facing, Bash, senses its partner's demise, and it balls up like it's going to hunch back into the fog. Do, uh, do I get a bonus action if he backs up? It's going to... Or bonus? I'm going to say as a beast, it may not know about disengaging, which you can do as an action. So it's going to turn and try and bolt into the fog. Okay. It has found that the resistance here is just too much for it, and so it's going to go. So you get one free attack of opportunity on it. Okay. Um, it has to be an attack, or can I just, like, any type of action? It has to be a melee attack. Okay, can all right. We, so then that's the case. Then I'll... Uh, you can use your bestial claws yeah, on it again. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I am going to expel a luck point. <laughs> you, you also have your inspiration. Yeah, I want to keep that one. So I'm going to... <laughs> okay, that's better. That yeah. is an a, a nineteen. So, okay. and then uh, let's see the. I'm gonna give it six points of damage on the way out. 
as it goes, you just slash down with your claws on both sides. Your claws rake right down the flanks of the cat, and your fingers come away with tufts of fur underneath them, and little bits of skin that are just dripping. And yeah. other than that, the cat does streak off into the fog, and you can hear it howling as it goes, that same mm-hmm. skin-crawling cry that it gave. You have survived an attack, and let's see, passive perception is 13 for the two of you. Mm-hmm. I'll say that was enough. Looking at the body of the one at your feet, Peter, uh, you can see that the ribs are very pronounced. These Mm -hmm. were starving cats out there. And so probably what drew them was the smell of your campfire and the Mm. food that you were eating. This one, at least, will no longer be a problem to travelers. And I'm going to... Anything else you want to do? Well, I'm going to say, well, I think we should be more careful with our food next time. Try and go with something that's a little... Less aromatic. Mm. Yeah, it must have been the smell of the meat. Well, I don't think we have any left, do we? We ate. We I'd say ate, you've we, eaten up the last of the feast. Eaten that meat. Okay. Meat. So now we're down to whatever our dry goods are. Yeah, you have your trail rations, which are yeah. more preserved. Okay. I uh, I sort of transformed more out of like uh, an instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there, kind of like, how do I get back out of this? So oh, yeah. to speak. And, then, and then I turn around. Oh yeah, and wait, we just talking like nothing. Now that the fight's over, I turn around and see that Walmer Branch is gone, and there's a lion man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, would I'm he going even to advance know? on him. <laughs> now you're just sitting there, recovering from the fight, going, "Way to go, guys!" And uh-huh. you see the cleric marching towards you with his mace raised menacingly. And, and at, 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 if when I see that, just because I'm in the state that I am, am in, I, I sort of do a poise stance and I look at him and I start to like growl, basically. Do I understand that it's Wombrabash? Yes, you saw his transformation. Okay, so maybe I run, rush forward and say, Peter, stop, Wombrabash, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I rush forward, maybe, maybe I even kind of like my back, I, I'm in front of bash back to him and my hands in front of people like this like no no peter stop oh wait it's wombrabash wait that's wombrabash this is wombrabash don't hit him and maybe i turn to wombrabash and, and kind of same thing kind of, good <laughs> turn so i turn back to wombrabash hands up kind of like like this like, I'm like yeah <laughs> and, and man trying to make eye contact hoping that hope that's going to help bash Kind of, it's getting low. <laughs> <laughs> what? I can see you as um, Chris Pratt in Jurassic World. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, click, 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 click. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. That, right, so that's like, what I do. I mean, I, I drop the stone, um, and uh, after I drop it, basically, I kind of like start to shrink down just a little bit, and uh, my bones start to crack again, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of just. Once I'm done transforming back, I just kind of fall down face down, and I'm really, really tired. Yeah. I'm standing there just looking in bewilderment and also a little bit of awe. And I kneel down kind of by a bash, may put one hand on it. He's already snoring. Is he already snoring? Okay, so I just kind of, yeah, kind of go down. He'll do anything to get out of taking a guard watch. For reals. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm, I'm just kind of... About coming what? down, and Peter's coming down. We're all kind of coming down. About what time is it right now? I'm going to say, let's see, you had a two-hour watch. Mm-hmm. And Tira, I'm, I'm going to say you were watch. about two hours in. Mm-hmm. Uh, three hours. 
<laughs> uh, so let's see. It's it's probably about eight or nine at night. All right. What? No. No. You wait a minute. It, it was. We didn't all go was, to bed at four. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Maybe it's like midnight. Bring it back up. <laughs> it's about midnight. Okay. Okay. It's hard to tell. I was confused because there's so much fog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this fog. Yeah, it, the it dungeon master midnight. was confused by the yes. fog. Because I'm down here with you. I want to be a part of this story. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it's about midnight. Why? Okay. Yeah. Oh, just, just, just serious. Figuring where we are. So, yeah, we, okay. So now I knelt, kind of knelt down a little bit by Bash Hat, put a hand on him, and I look up at Peter, and we just kind of maybe just have this, you know, exchange a look, you know, like, wow, that was. That was crazy just now, and Thank and also you know just kind of like just leave leave him alone. Let's yeah. He is stretched out mm-hmm. on his stomach, mm-hmm. his face just turned to the side toward where the fire mm-hmm. had been, and he's just his cheeks are puffing up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, he is hard at All it. Right. That's exactly what happened the first time, but the, the last time he battle? was something. Yes, during the battle. It was exactly the same thing, only that time he turned into a different animal. Hmm. I think we should just le- let him sleep. Yeah. I'll finish the wash. You go on back to, to bed. All right. Uh, oh, wait. That bite looks pretty bad. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm injured. <laughs> you both are. Oh, that's well, right. Me not nearly as neither much Neither of you is. is very injured, but it's well, enough Seven to points from that initial jump. You said he jumped on me while I, before I turned around, so I might have some deep claw marks in my shoulder blades. Yeah, they're deeper in the front, and then they rake uh-huh. around to the back where they get more shallow as they go. Okay. Because it was just ripping. Oh, because he yes. grabs like, gotcha, gotcha, instead of knocking me down that way, right. that way. All right. And then I guess I'm probably a bit of a mess from rolling around with them and the leaves and the coals and what. And that not. smell of the fur is still in your yeah. <laughs> In your nose. All right. Um, Man, all I got to say is Tira scarred all up. Between, no joke. <laughs> between I'm Between the Dell, the one fight, and this I'm lion, she's got scars all over the place. Oh, well, that's the frontline fighter right there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll be, I won't have a face left before we're gone. Um, so I don't have anything, but he's he's got all the healing stuff. Well, yeah. So I pull out my star stone and I say to myself, well, I wonder... And focusing a little bit, I feel my fingers twitching in that same way they the were before. Itchy, scabbing feeling. And then I just like rest my fingertips on her shoulder blade. And that's right it. the front of my shoulder? Yeah, on the front of her shoulder where the damage is the worst. And then you can slide your fingers toward the back where the, mm-hmm. where the claw marks go. Oh. You regain four hit points. I didn't describe this the first time when you healed Chiswick, but as you lay your hand on her shoulder, it's almost like green vines are sprouting from your fingertips and crisscrossing on the wounds and sensing them together. And when they fade away, you're left with only the lightest scarring Mm -hmm. from the wound. So that only takes care of one of her shoulder blades. Yes. So you you only get four hit points Mm. back instead of the full amount, but it's better off than you were. Okay. I look at my hands in wonder, but not nearly as much as the first time. You did it on purpose this time. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of, kind of experimentally to see if I could redo it, but I managed to redo it, and I just kind of, uh, not even checking to like see 
how she's feeling. I just go and sit down on my bed wool and just like examine my my uh stone. I look I'm looking through the green book and occasionally just like looking off to the mist, thinking. As you were casting the spell, I'll say that it was the song was in your head as it has been since you've picked up the stone. But it's like when you wanted to cast that particular spell, it's like you were narrowing the song down to a very specific point and focusing the music through your fingers and the vines crawled from your fingers to heal the one. So it was like you were directing the music to work for you. And that's, that's how magic works here. You're directing music and it does the work that you intend for it to do. Mm-hmm. Right. But we don't necessarily know that yet. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, right. Yeah. Okay. It's very instinctual at this point, and that's why you don't have access to the higher level spells. You're you're very much just getting the hang of manipulating the music to work for you. Well, that's an interesting way of leveling up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, with that, we're gonna end the game. Aww. Experience points. We are going to uh, give each of you four experience points for defeating the mountain lions. And Norse battle time. Uh, One more bash for the torches. Yeah. Okay. Why don't? Uh, did I give you inspiration for that? Oh yeah. 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 So that that was your reward there. Oh, take okay. a point. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you a point. Okay. Take a point. What? Hey. What about what about me? Um, yeah, I was gonna say healing. He can have some Tira had with, it, was, it was mainly experimental stuff. Yeah. Why don't you take two? I don't know. How about Tira? What? thing this time for killing the thing well i well, rolled over on a lion no no, no actually, the fire to your advantage yeah. i did after, after you suggested it i was gonna i was gonna try and do something okay. else you get extra experience points for following what the dm says <laughs> yeah why don't you get one for that one for using the fight using your environment to help in a fight okay let that be a lesson to you yeah trying to remember that and she put out the, the campfire, which the Girl Scouts always say to put out their fire. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Responsible. Yeah, I know. Because um, Tira's a good little Girl Scout. Yeah. I don't think I did anything, really. Okay. So why don't we go ahead and do our recap of experience points, Tira? Okay. I am at 64 points into level two. Excellent. 73 into level two. Oh, you all need to pick 63. All right. Excellent. Way to go. Uh, it was... I think that was an easy fight. Yeah. Uh, but that's partly because you are growing in your abilities and you're starting to use them effectively. So the healing, the transformation, and uh, I think you're starting to see that your strength is growing. You're able to face challenges more confidently than you might have been at first level. So with that, we want to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of Stack of Dice. And we are happy you're with us on this journey. Please tell your friends. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you can. And uh, share the word. Tell people about our little show. We'd love to see it continue to grow. And we will see you next time here at Stack Dice. is pop it's not coke it's soda yeah if you if you ask for coke you're gonna get coke yeah you're not gonna get any carbonated beverage soda's okay because the original thing was soda pop
Right. Pop sounds better, but soda came first. But Coke is wrong. It's just it's incorrect. Pop That's, sounds cute. I like it. Yeah. Dope. Soda sounds more professional. But you say soda. I do. That doesn't mean I can't <laughs> but, like but, pop. Uh, I guess not. Traitor. <laughs> Red is, is location ambidextrous. <laughs> location fluid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has no location hometown. Location agnostic. 